Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. We are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. I'm covering the uh, 19th... No, the, uh, you know, sometimes you just fuck up. I'm covering the uh, 2015 uh, movie, The Big Short. Oh. But before we do, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy the show on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, Odyssey, and more. We also have membership tiers on those platforms if you'd like to support the channel, or you can check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash KOE podcast. All right, so The Big Short is basically, well, it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. which when a movie is based on a true story, it's almost always completely re- uh, dram- uh, dramatized. dramatized. To fit the narrative of the story, because real life isn't story esque, you know. Like if you're if you're in real life, you're like you tell someone a, st- a real life story, but you're telling them history, and history does not fit a story uh, book format. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, and then the alligator jumped to the window. And you're like, what? The, what do you mean? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but you believe it because it happens. That was a story that happened. A Florida man. The fucking Florida man stories are wild <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> and okay, so. It's uh, the the 2015 movie, The Big Short, uh, about the 2007 housing mar- uh, market crash. Just like, you've seen it? Have you seen The Big Short? Mm-hmm. Fucking fabulous movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I watched that shit. I mean, was, to be fair, it's been a long time, but yeah. It was uh, it was like 11:55 at night, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, should I go to bed or should I make bad choices? So I, I went on Netflix. Let us watch a movie. Bad choices, it is. <laughs> yeah, let me stay up till 4 a.m. <laughs> And fucking crash tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, so uh, I wasn't expecting it to just like hit as hard as it did. But this movie is if if you're trying to make a screenplay, this is the type of movie you watch because there is no fat on this movie. Yeah. Every scene it, it gets to the point and it moves on. There's no lingering. There's no over exposition. There's no uh, f- uh, fancy dialogue. It is. It's to the point. You move forward to mm-hmm. the point. Move forward. That's any scene. You have to start at the end. Think about what your goal is in that scene and move to the next scene. Don't. I was watching an episode of The Walking Dead and that shit just kept fucking dragging <laughs> and drag. I love The Walking Dead, but some of those scenes just fucking drag and fucking drag. And I'm just like, my god, like they just drag. I'm watching Shane lick Lori's belly button, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> It's just taking too long. <laughs> so, if you watch this movie, if you, you just go, you get to the point, move on. So, basically, it follows uh, three groups of, of uh, people. It follows, uh, well, I should tell you who the first of all. It's, uh, it's based on a book, The Big Short by Michael Lewis, which I ordered because I got to read it now. <laughs> it was a dollar. A dollar and like fucking six dollars tax. So a seven dollar <laughs> it's like a six dollar shipping and handling. That's how they do it. Like, oh this, this book's only a dollar, fifty-seven dollars shipping and handling. I'm like, god dang. Uh so Michael Lewis wrote it. Um it's a, a journalist, so it's a it's a true story. Just not the, the fictionalized version in the movie. Right. Uh, the screenplay was by Charles Randolph and Adam McKay, who also directed it. Adam McKay also directed the movie. I'm, I'm trying to f- uh, memorize screenwriters now for movies. So, you know, if I want to make my own screenplay, if I actually reach uh, the ones that I actually like. Like, oh, he makes good movies. Oh, he writes good movies. You know what I mean? All right. So it is. What, uh, so it follows uh, who's starring it. So the star is Christian Bale. It's an ensemble. So it's Christian Bale, Steve Carroll, Ryan Gosling, and Brad Pitt. 
and each of them are in their own separate groups. So we start with uh, Scion Capital. Uh, it's um, uh, the the the, uh, the actor that come all fucked all over the place. I'm so tired. Uh, so uh, it's uh, so uh, Scion Capital. Uh, played by uh, the uh, character is Michael Burry, played by Christian Bale, and he runs uh, Scion Capital, this uh, hedge fund. He's a hedge fund manager. He runs his money for these people, and he, I guess, uh, picks what places to send the money to uh, invest for them and generate more money for them. So he's like, uh, he, he somehow, for some reason, he figures out that the housing market is about to fucking collapse when they default in 07. So he's like, he has this fucking grand plan to short the housing market. And everyone, everyone says that it's the most stable thing out there. Like their line, their tagline is, "Who's not going to pay their mortgage?" So that is the fucking. That's what they believe. Every, all these banks, all these, every, all the lame people, everybody. That's what everyone believes. The, the the housing market is fucking impenetrable. I see. I remember that too. Yeah, the, you remember what they were saying? Uh, all that? No, like not just a movie, but it, that happened in, in real life. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. So they're like, it's it's fucking infallible. And so he's like, wait a minute, because he's like, he's like, he's one of those like super socially awkward like geniuses with math. So he's like putting numbers together in his head, and he figures out that if he takes out these loans, and so he he creates a credit default swap market, allowing him to bet against or short market based mortgage-backed securities for profit. And so he, he just goes to all these banks. So basically what he was doing is how uh, there's a couple of these big companies like with GameStop mm-hmm. where they were trying to short GameStop saying that it's worth less. Like where uh, Is that why that controversy popped up? Yeah. Oh. It didn't have to do with that specifically, right. but that was the same idea. They were trying to short GameStop because all these investors thought that, okay, if we take out a loan... And uh, give everybody this amount of money. We're going to make money whenever they lose a bunch of money. Right. And then all these people came in with Wall Street bets and stuff like that. that that's from that, Reddit. That was a couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Or was it last year? Uh, it was, it's very recent. Yeah, it's very recent. I can't remember. Because it was all over the news. People are losing their shit. Yeah, because I sold off right before all that happened, which sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. You told me. You were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Wall Street bets came in, and uh, that's where the Diamond Hands meme came from. Oh, wow. Because people that bought it. It's like, no, 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 just buy more because then it raises the price back up right. again. And then all those people in those companies that were uh, like, I think there was uh, BlackRock and a few of the others. Mm-hmm. They came in trying to make money and they ended up losing a fuck ton of money because they couldn't pay back right. everything that they had bet against. That's fucking wild. That's why you don't bet against companies like that. Because they will they will figure out a way to fuck you over. Well, it was like the uh, the type of thing where aside from this, uh, people actually had a a recourse to come back. It's like fuck the big banks. Oh yeah. We'll beat them at their own game. They were wrong, weren't they? No, they won. The companies or the people? No, the people did for the most part. Against GameStop? Against the companies that were betting against GameStop. Oh, good for them. So they like there's people that became billion, uh, close to billionaires from it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, Michael Murray, uh, Michael Burr. I was probably just I was going to say they're actual characters. It's fucking Christian Bale, <laughs> goofiest fuck Christian Bale in this movie. Before Batman. Yeah. 
or 2015, maybe after. Oh, Batman. that's after Batman. Yeah. 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 So his long-term bet exceeds $1 billion of his investors' money, and they fucking flip out on him. Like, that's all their money. The guy that uh, got him started, basically, uh, Lawrence Fields, is like, uh, have you lost your fucking mind? You can't bet against the banks. Who did, he even said the line, Who, who's going to not pay their mortgage? And so... Uh, Christian Bale pr- pr- uh, practically has to put a, a something, a cease on withdrawals of their money because he has to keep paying the uh, the premiums on the all these loans for because he figured out in like oh oh five oh six, so he had to, he would have to keep paying these loans out until it defaulted in oh seven. He was doing a long term bet. So, but he needed their money to keep it going to keep pay because if he couldn't pay the premiums, I guess he defaults himself. So he's like, uh, he pretty much and everyone they're all suing the shit out of him. Everybody that invested with this fucking uh, hedge fund is just losing their shit on him. And so that's it. That's pretty much what he's going through the whole movie. So then, uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is listening to a. Uh, uh, so this guy walks up to th- this one banker is sitting down having drinks because he, he just, just closed a deal with Christian Bell's character because uh, he was he worked at the bank there and this other guy talks to him and he's like uh, you don't, you won't believe what this guy just did he, he's gonna short the ba- the uh, housing market he's like what who doesn't pay their mortgage like, it's just every, <laughs> that line every fucking all over this fucking movie I swear <laughs> to God <laughs> Because it's true. So Most people think that. Yeah. So then this guy goes up to the bar and Ryan Gosling like, what the fuck he's so happy about? And he's like, oh, you hear you, this? He's talking about how this guy that he's, uh, he just added, he just bought these, he pretty much invented, uh, Christian Bell's character pretty much invented the credit default swap because it, it didn't exist at the time, I guess, is what they were saying. So so Ryan Gosling gets this like, like this fucking flashlight in his eyes, like, like money signs, like, wait a minute, what? So he finds out about it. And then he starts offering different people, different like hedge funds, uh, investment firms, everybody, uh, a credit swap to short the banking market or the uh, the housing market. And nobody nobody bites except for Stephen Carroll. Steve Carroll and his team, they uh, let's see, they uh, so yeah because so Ryan Gosling runs Deutsche Bank or he doesn't run it, but he's he's a mem- he's a banker in the bank, and he's trying to sell. He's trying to do the same thing for other people. And uh, he ends up meeting, uh, I should have probably prepared more. So he ends up meeting uh, Steve Carroll, who has his own little team. And they got like maybe $50 million or something. They have a lot of money too, but not not to the level of uh, Christian Bale. And uh, at first, they don't want to, they don't believe him, right? Because Steve Carroll is like, one of those, here's how they describe Steve Carroll's character. Basically, he when he was a kid, he, he really read the Quran. Like he read it deeply, and uh, it turned out he read it because he was looking for a mistake in God's word. <clears throat> He's the type of person that reads the fine print within the fine print. <clears throat> so he didn't believe when Ryan Gosling was telling him that if this was going to happen, that the the housing market was going to default in 07, and uh, all of the shit was going to collapse. <clears throat> so he did some research. He went to Florida. Him and his team went to Florida. He they uh, they went to a convention. They went to a they went to a strip club, and Steve Carroll was talking to this woman. And uh, she was, she was. Uh, you can see her titties and everything, but it, it, at that moment, you're like, you're so invested in the movie, you don't even think about it, you know. 
<laughs> you didn't think about it? Wow. Hey, hey, believe me, when I deeply invest in something else, everything else is like a tunnel vision. And she's saying that all he's telling her like all this is happening with the, like you know in 07 when you're the all these mortgages default, you're you're fucked, right? And she's like on all, all my loans. And he's like, how many loans do you have? Like I got five houses. And he's like. <laughs> So that stripper is fucked. And uh, so Steve Carroll finally realizes this is true, that this is what's going to happen. So he, he tells his second in command, like, basically, to, uh, all right, buy those shares from uh, Ryan Gosling. By the way, Ryan Gosling, he's the character. He's the one in the whole movie. Like, every time you see him on screen, he takes the whole fucking scene. <laughs> he's just that good. He's so fucking funny. <laughs> and, like, I know that character wasn't as funny until he got there. I can already tell. He added some of his, some of his own shit. So, uh, the guy calls him, uh, the, the second in command calls Ryan Gosling. And uh, he's just as skeptical as Steve. So, he asks him one question. Like, is this legit? Like, what do you get out of this? And Ryan Gosling's like, all right, let me be real honest with you. This is 100% legit. The, the, the fucking market's going to crash in 07. That's going to happen. You guys are going to make a buttload of money. But when you do, I'll be coming for my stake of that money. Basically, he's betting on them to make money so he can get money back. And he makes like $47 million. Like they even showed a check with forty-seven million on it. And he's like, he even talks directly to the camera. Like he talks directly to the camera. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm not the bad guy here. I just a guy coming out to make some money. Like he's over here just wiping his check. Forty-seven. I don't know if you can even write a check for forty-seven million dollars. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> But there's a lot of fourth wall breaks that he t- Ryan Gosling talks to you. It's fucking hilarious. <clears throat> All right, so that's their team. They're doing their thing. So then uh, th- uh, these two guys named uh, Charlie Geller and Jamie Sh- uh, Sheplin, they run a very small firm com- called Brownfield Capital. And uh, uh, but by, by the way, all these all these are fictional characters that they had to base off of real people from the book, basically. Mm-hmm. So they run a, a small firm out of their garage, and uh, they started with 110 grand that they generated into 30 million dollars. So they're like they're legit too, like it, but they're still small time. They're trying to get an ISDA. Uh, qualification to be able to do higher loans or whatever or higher I, I, I'm not a banker I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about I'm just so involved I was, I was hard as fuck watching this <laughs> <laughs> you just ride the random shit that interests me the most uh, kind of the, uh, the only kind of movie that you've watched about finances where it's like I fucking like this <laughs> yeah like I'm just like man tell me more I don't know what's going on but I'm invested <laughs> And uh, so they, uh, they're at the, they're at this fucking uh, bank trying to get that is the loan or that is the qualification, and they fail because they can, they need like a minimum, like trillion in like uh, uh, assets or some shit. They only have thirty million, so they're like fuck. And then they find uh, one of uh, I guess Ryan Gosling's uh, like charts for the the credit swap short and they're like what look, look they find it on the table because they're out there in the lobby they they didn't even get to go to the office to talk to the people they have to they, they send some guy in the lobby to tell them fuck off in the <laughs> nicest way possible and uh, right here at this moment 
the the scene stops and Ryan Gosling says like okay they didn't actually find this paper laying in that that's not how it happened in real life but for the movie that's how it happened like they didn't just find a piece of paper and then it completely changed their their trajectory of what they're gonna do that's the first time I've seen someone actually like actually legit say this is a story element not real life yeah I was like oh and finally all the bullshit don't don't sell me bullshit and expect me to eat it like a cereal yeah. So uh, that for the story plot, they found that piece of paper, or that that like that uh, portfolio. It was like a presentation, and they basically it was a backroom deal. Although they can't say that in the movie. Yeah, something like that. And so they take it back, and they they they're like, "Whoa, this is like like they're they're running the numbers too." And uh, one of the character, one of the guys, I don't know if it's I'm gonna just say it's Charlie Geller or Jack, one of them is friends. He's neighbors with uh, Brad Pitt. Who his character used to be a legit Wall Street banker, like the cutthroat, leaving dead bodies all over Wall Street type of banker. <laughs> yeah. But he got so disenfranchised, disillusioned that he just he did away with like I can't this 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 is the most uh, immoral fucking thing ever, and he he left like he's rich as fuck, he's uh he's a genius, the banker you know he's got like, super credentials, so they go to him. Because he's got more, you know, credibility than they do, because they're young upstarts, and they're like, "Brad Pitt, will you help us?" He's like, "I will help you on this journey." So he's like, he's so low key, like you don't even realize it's Brad Pitt because he's got a beard, he's got his hair's like he's, a, but it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, so they buy shares. So now, now, fucking Steve Carroll's group with Ryan Gosling, uh, Christian Bale, Batman. And uh, these uh, these two upstarts with Brad Pitt, they all have, they're like the only three people, groups in the entire world, or America, that have, that knows that the fucking ba- uh, housing market's going to crash in 07, and they're trying to get his, uh, the, the credit swap thing to fucking take a profit, right? So that's pretty much the, the, that's the whole movie. Now, toward the end of Act 2, uh, Steve Carroll... The Brad Pitt group, they realize when they, because they, they go to a conference of bankers and like housing market, all this, like, you know, like, like this really weird ass uh, conference. I guess everything has a conference. So, like, housing market, real estate, whatever has a conference. They go to Las Vegas and they're talking to various people and they're like, they're trying to figure out whether they're evil because they're basically taking uh, subpar loans. And they're bundling, bundling like you're taking C loans. Subprime mortgages was the big thing during that's, that. That's it. Yeah. yeah, subprime. That's what they're doing. They're taking mm-hmm. really shitty loans, putting them together, and saying they're AAA uh, level. And they were giving them to people that could not pay them back in any way possible. Exactly. They were yeah. giving it to fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. They were like just fucking just writing checkbooks out. It seemed like yep. it's exactly what happened. And they they realized that right. And then Steve Carroll realizes something really bad. He realized, wait, this is gonna, this is gonna crash the economy. And he just like they, he realizes that. Brad Pitt realized that a while ago, but he didn't say anything because the uh, the two guys were dancing because like oh, did they had just got, got more shares? Yeah, they were able to get double A loan shares to bet against, right? And they're like, don't dance. You know what this means? You know what happens after every time one percent of uh, unemployment rises, uh, like 40,000 40, people die. I'm like, God. <laughs> Brad Pitt, what are you talking about? <laughs> just don't dance. Like, he was so like calm about it, but he was upset with them. Like, don't just don't celebrate. Don't celebrate the the money that you're getting right now. Yeah, because like you're gonna crush a lot of people's lives. I guess it's not really their fault. They're just betting against the market, and they they won. 
I mean, it's not like it's like if I if I was betting like so if this guy at the surgery is going to die or not. But it's more of the the morality of it. Yeah. Like you're profiting off like extreme profiting. Yeah, they were man, and that, that when it it's funny because at first they were all losing. Because they were the banks were lying, mm-hmm. like they were they defaulted and those loans were unpayable, and uh, but they weren't saying they wasn't showing on the uh, the actual face value, so the banks were lying their asses off at first until they couldn't. Yeah. And when they fucking crashed, so when they crashed, Branfield Capital, those two guys, they made eighty four million dollars mm-hmm. uh, out of the thirty that they invested. So they made a, a small firm. They made a nice chunk of change for yeah. themselves. It's funny because they asked Brad Pitt because he did most of the heavy legwork. He's like, uh, Brad, I know you, how you feel about the banks and how you, you think it's immoral and you never wanted to be back in that world. But why do you help us when we asked? And Brad just looked he just like, he's, Brad just like, well, you guys wanted to get rich, huh? That's basically that's his answer. You guys wanted to get rich. So he helped them get rich. Yeah. I mean, $84 million split between them and their investors. Probably a nice chunk of change for them. Yeah. So Steve Carroll, they invested like fifty million. Then they bought like a hundred thousand, a hundred million shares. I can't remember, but their shit came out to like a trillion dollars. Uh, Steve Carroll's character made like four hundred million dollars. Like he was set for life, mm-hmm. but he was so fucking devastated morally <laughs> uh, because of like from what they said at the end of the 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 movie, it's like eight million people lost their jobs and like six million people lost their homes. Yeah, I'm like God. Dang, I don't remember that at all. I was, I was too young. It was bad. Yeah, I heard. From that, was, that was when we were around when we were in high school. It must have. I guess my parents did well because we didn't lose our house. <laughs> Thank God for that. But yeah, like from from going back and seeing it now, in retrospect, it was fucking horrendous. Very, very bad. That's also around the same time that uh, the car, uh, the industry, like the car industry, the automobile industry, uh-huh. when they had to be helped whenever Obama became president. Oh, the bailouts? Yeah, that's all part of it. Yeah, they got bailed out. The banks Which got I bailed don't think they should have been. Everybody got fucking bailed out. Yeah, they shouldn't have been. They had they to were be. The, no, they didn't. Because all the people had their fucking 401ks and pensions. But they never got anything back anyway. So They still lost? Yeah. Oh, fuck. People lost their 401ks completely. Bitch. That's why I said it, bailing the banks out didn't do anything. Mm. Whenever it becomes, Whenever a company becomes too big to fail, it's too big of a company. Damn. Because if it's something that, oh, we can't let it fail because it, it you know, it does this, it does that. Well, shit, imagine we let if, it get too big then. Imagine if Walmart fucking crashed. Yeah, but I, you still have Target, you still have Amazon. Fuck Target. <laughs> you got Dollar Tree, Dollar Store. Dollar Tree's all you got. <laughs> so, all right, so out of the big ones, Christian Bale's character, he invested a trillion dollars. That motherfucker made him back $2.9 trillion. The guy, Lawrence... Uh, Lawrence Fields, the guy that was fucking about to have his head, saying, like, "I'm gonna, I want my money back. I want my money back." He went, he went to, he went to his firm, sat down, like, "I want my money back." What he said, he said, "Michael, I want my money back." He was so mad at him, and he made, he made him personally four hundred eighty-nine million dollars back. He's like, oh, "By the way, you're welcome." And then, then Christian Bale walked off into the sunset. He fucking quit. <laughs> they all, they all lost their, they all lost their fucking minds. Yeah. Like they were, they were. It's so weird seeing people in the middle of something that they know is happening that no one else is even. Uh, 
privy to mm-hmm. and it's like it's like it makes you feel like you're in that moment too is what made the movie so good mm-hmm. i feel like i was with them right it's like man we gotta get this money but but if we do we're gonna fucking the whole world the morality of it all yeah. yeah but i'm like i'm still rich i still gotta i still gotta have a house <laughs> Why can't I be rich? You know what the real crazy part is? The person that was the main... I think it may have been the Christian Bale character. Uh, The real guy is actually shorting the U.S. bonds right now. He's still at it? Yeah. I thought he was working only on water. That's what I said at the end of the movie. No, at the well, at the, at that time maybe, but now he's uh, yeah, he's shorting the government basically in the bond system. Oh no! What the fuck does he know now that we don't? Exactly. Like he thinks apparently that the U.S. government and overall the U.S. economy is going to collapse. Son of a bitch. He's probably, he's probably right, too. <laughs> I know. That's scary. <laughs> That's scary, point. yeah. I've seen that recently within the last five months. That motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck us again. I, I think he said he has a uh, $40 billion stake against the... When the fuck did he get $40 billion? Russia, you son of a bitch. <laughs> It's a, it's a good movie, man. It's crazy. I didn't uh, I didn't explain it too well, <laughs> but uh, you get the gist of it. You can go watch it. Yeah, and knowing coming out of high school and everything, how how expensive houses were at that time, and they sure haven't gotten any less expensive. No, but that's another thing with a lot of the people that have been buying uh, real estate and stuff like that during the pandemic stuff, even where it's like, oh well, we'll we'll buy it and we'll turn around and try to resell it for like five times the amount and stuff. The problem with that, though, is is that the market's already starting to go down. So, luckily, I got a house. Yeah, I mean, not this house. My this is my uh, parents' house, but uh, my parents got me a house. It's a real shit hole. <laughs> I got a re- rebuild that my grandpa lives in right now. But I'm just saying, like the people that were trying to take advantage of that whole uh, housing market uh, ballooning, basically. Yeah. It's it's on its way to collapse at the moment. So who's not gonna pay their mortgage? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the bitches. dumbest line that a bank could ever say. Oh, by the way, there was three like they wanted to have these like moments where they explain something like high level uh, economic uh, concepts mm-hmm. with uh, actors that were like popular. I mean, they're, they're still really popular at the time right now. Like Selena Gomez was uh, talking about something with uh, blackjack as a mm-hmm. as a correlation or a uh what's the word like a mirror mm-hmm. a parallel to the the the, uh, the economy story she's trying to tell i don't remember what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> she was basically she was betting that she was gonna win the blackjack that's what it was she was betting that she was gonna win the blackjack hand and then someone behind her was betting her betting that she was gonna win against someone else it's like i'll take that bet and someone was betting that the bet that they they bet for selena gomez was also gonna win so that person took a bet against that person Mm -hmm. so when selena failed that person failed and then the person behind them failed too Mm -hmm. was basically the con i'm still confused on the concept and and that's the way a lot of the banks do too where they assume that since they're gonna do good i'm gonna do good and then when they fail they fail and they fail and they fail yeah. and then they had anthony bourdain he he was using he was trying to teach me uh subprime loans and it's he was, he was a he was a perfect teacher by the way he was like all right say i say i'm getting my menu for the weekend right and i buy a bunch of halibut because i think that's what i'm gonna that's gonna be the big seller for the weekend but then maybe uh during the weekend an article comes out saying that halibut's just as smart as dolphins or that they're uh they're they're connected to uh, cancer growth so i don't sell as much halibut that weekend as i thought so now i got a bunch of leftover halibut so what i do do i throw it out or do i 
figure something else with that. You know, I can't throw it out. So what I do is I chop it up and I throw it into a stew. And Monday morning, you got yourself some uh, fish stew three with three-day-old halibut. That's how he was saying, like, instead of letting the loans throw, throw them out, they com- combine them into those subprime loans. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, just sell them as, like, AAA, those dirty motherfuckers, AAA yep. loans. Because whenever they're doing those some, uh, subprime mortgages and stuff like that, they would do it for people that could, they knew they could not afford them and repay them. But then they would repackage them and then sell them oh, to a bigger so, company. Yeah, they're so fucking good. Hey. Yeah. And then uh, why do you think so many people went into default and for, uh, foreclosure and stuff Man. like that? That's why six million people lost their homes. I think that's probably the most intellectual conversation that we've had on this podcast <laughs> about economy. Hey, we're very smart. We just don't. We just <laughs> pretend we're dumb as fuck. I can't articulate well what I want to say, but my thoughts are profound. The day, the day I can write, I might have people jizzing in their pants. Like, God, he's so fucking. You no, know, I just meant that uh, they're not used to this from anything that I've covered. So. Oh, <laughs> we can do it all, people. <laughs> Oh yeah, so the third one was Margaret Robbie. Uh, she she was in a bubble bath, and she she was like, I don't I don't remember what she's talking about actually. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm sorry, but I don't remember anything she said. I was trying to see if a titty will pop out. You didn't get that lucky though, did you? No. <laughs> she was drinking champagne. She was saying something in her Australian accent, which is much better than her English accent. Yeah. She's Australian, but she's got to use an English for certain movies. And I was like, I don't remember what the fuck she was talking about. It was something about banking. I don't remember what the, I remember Anthony Bourdain. I remember Selena Gomez. I don't remember Margaret Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> they titillated her too much to the point that it, it blinded you. Yeah. Tit. Yes, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to use play on words here. I should have had her like, like punching a boxing bag or something, or you know, just jogging, or or just sitting in an office like a like a teacher. But they had her in a fucking bubble bath. They it, knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, but they they they, they completely I mean, they missed the point because I don't know what the fuck they. What, that, that was the point of it. No, it wasn't. They were trying to tell me something no. <laughs> economic. No, they wanted you to your focus to change. I think it had to do with something to, with the champagne too. Like it was refilling. Like fuck, what the fuck was she talking about? <laughs> Margot Rami, call me and let me know. Let me know what you were talking about. Let's have a personal one-on-one conversation. Yeah, she don't remember what it was either. Don't worry. Oh, she's very smart. She remembers. She remembers. She remembers. <laughs> she remembers the line. She'll just repeat them. Yeah, basically. Just, just re- send me a bubble bath scene, a remake of the bubble bath scene. <laughs> just tell me what happened. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy, man. What happens in the world that we don't know about. Oh, yeah. And you only know about it years after. Years after the fucking calamity happened. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today. Nothing else to add. Um, if you watch it, you watch out for Ryan Gosling. That man is—he's jacked to the tits. <laughs> yeah, I'm jacked to the tits right now. <laughs> if you get to that scene, you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys on the next one. More movies. I might do the uh, the Hanzo trilogy. 